Red Motivators! Shit, yes. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 173 of the Bad Motivators. I, of course, am Eric Strahlers, and with me, as always, are my two excellent co-hosts, one Mr. Luke Cruiser. Hey there. And one Mr. Dallas Wood. Hello. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> I love your subdued tone. Well, good yeah. news, guys. We have got some great great non-star wars related news for you <laughs> all the stuff we were talking about last week just sewed itself up and everything's fine now it's the darndest good. thing and what do you know yeah. i just i looked out my window and everything was just normal yeah yeah but the passion of people has been fantastic <laughs> it is really something man and uh oh my God. listen i swear I, we are not gonna rail on this i'm not gonna say anything i spoke my piece i i am i'm just nobody man i just here's the part that i will say <laughs> settle down I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say anything but no <laughs> here, here's the only thing i will say our value of human life in the grand scheme of things we value as a whole is not good as a nation and quite honestly, as a planet in a lot of parts. But what the value we place on human life is less than. And that's that's what pretty much all this boils down to. But uh yeah. Yeah. If anybody yeah. does anybody have anything they want to talk about before we get on to this? Uh I wish I could say that we had some big, huge anchor piece of Star Wars news to keep you in here when you're like, oh, God, I want to listen to these idiots. They're <laughs> stupid takes on this. But. <laughs> well, you know, we got no problem saying that who we are as people, you know, our takes maybe not be the most valid, but I think it's important that people know that we care and that we are uh I think shock's the wrong word anymore. I think I think the I think the better word is oh, we are we're, we're become more and more aware when we chose to or have become blind to things, and you know that in itself could be termed as a form of racism in a way. You just kind of go about when your life and things go by, and you kind of you know things become normal. And I think the problem is is this has pushed us into a a, a a a realization that why the fuck is this even considered normal how has this become normalized through all these years and all these years and then you then that's when you really understand that there is a, such a thing as systemic racism and it's rampant and i am glad that the people that I work with have kept their mouth shut about it because that's been very surprising to me. I expected to hear some really ignorant statements and I didn't feel like fighting people at work. Uh, so I'm glad it's not happened. Um, but there's been a lot of things that have been said, a lot of things that have been, have happened. The, um, the, the military, the militarization of the police has been interesting to behold, at least at that saying the least, uh, the people driving into crowds has been terrifying and, um, and, but at the center of it are these 
the, bla- the I got to say the brave black community for standing in front of it all and continuing to have their voice heard and continuing to refuse to go away. And that's the only way that you get past this. And I don't know what else to say, man. Like it's, it's been a crazy 2020. I'll say that to say the least. But Dallas, we forgot about UFOs. Oh yeah. UFOs. They said there was UFOs like that shit got forgotten. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little story this week. Uh, my daughter says to me, Hey dad, you know why bad guys change their names, right? And I go, why do they change their names? She goes, because nobody's afraid of Ben Solo. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry to bring it back to something stupid, but it was sure cute when she said that. That was, took that my was mind cute. off some things. That is cute, man. <laughs> From the mouth of babes. Um, before we get going into all this, I've I wanted to say I wanted to I wanted to quote a verse uh, from this album that I've been listening to, and everybody's out and about it, and everybody's listening to it. The new the new Run the Jewels album, right? Oh yeah, it's that's uh, good shit. It's it's, fa- it's fantastic, and I think this this verse encompasses a lot. And if you haven't listened to the album, you definitely should. And they're offering their album for download on their website, and you can get whatever you want, and you'll get the whole album. Or you can just get it for free, whatever you want to do. But you can donate, and the the hundred percent of the proceeds go to um, a foundation to help with um, uh, uh, legal fees and stuff for people who are uh, fighting this. So I want this is from Killer Mike from Run the Jewels. And I want to say it really quick, and just bear with me for one second, okay? <clears throat> he says, "The way I see it, you're probably freest from ages one to four. Around the age of five, you're shipped away for your body to be stored. They promise education, but really they give you tests and scores and they're predicting prison population by who's scoring the lowest. And usually the lowest scores, the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed you fear for free. And you're so numb. You watch the cops choke out a man like me until, until my voice goes from a shriek to a whisper. I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on TV. The most you gives a Twitter rant and called a tragedy. But truly the travesties, you've been robbed of your empathy. Replace it with apathy. I wish I could magically fast forward the future so then you could face it and see how fucked up it'll be. I promise I'm honest. They're coming for you the day after they come for me. I'm I'm reading Chomsky. I'm reading Bukowski. I'm laying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks. Thank God that I'm covered. The devil is smothered and you know the evil don't sleep. Did Gregory told me a couple of secrets before he lay down in his grave. All of us, all of us serve the same masters. All of us, nothing but slaves. Never forget in the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. That's pretty good shit right there. Yeah. Bad motivators. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm telling you what, I'm sitting here trying real hard not to be real sad. I, yeah. uh, I don't. I don't want us to keep dwelling on this. We should probably jump forward. So I don't. Yeah. <sighs> I can't I tell one. I, I just like it'd be appropriate for somebody who's actually fighting for and in the black community to hear some words they had to say and how they feel about it. So that's why I wanted to put it out there. Oh yeah, dude. Killer Mike. Killer Mike's like been saying some great shit. Yeah. No, dude. I mean, I feel you. I've 
I just, the stuff that's going on right now, it's like we had to get here to show how we got here. Yeah. And if that makes any sense. And I'm just, I'm just beat up, man. I'm, I've been disappointed in people and, you know, any, if I've ever been a piece of crap, I'm just about anything, you know, just anyway, I just, I'm having a tough time right now, dudes. You know, I, you guys have heard me talk about like my grandma, she passed away on uh, a couple days ago. Oh yeah, man. That was it's, tough. um, she's 93 years old and, uh, she outlived three of her six kids and just all this stuff. And, uh, I don't know. Just, I'm thinking about that. I'm just, and then I'm, you know, I can't look at the news or look at the world without people just do not value other people and other people's freedoms, man. I just, it's, it's that simple. And if you're really find your center and decide if is any of this shit that I'm going to go and put online or go and do in public and do this and do that. Would you be willing to stand up on a pedestal in front of a million people and say it? Would you be willing to get one-on-one with somebody in a room and say it to their face? And if you're not, you are a fraud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. But anyway, anyway, that's enough. That's enough. Well, Let's just quit talking about it. Oh, darn. I wanted to tell a Twitter win by Tom <laughs> no, Morello. Go ahead, man. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, so, so he, you know, he's the guitarist for Rage Against the Machine. And somebody, like, basically, it's, it was a retweet. I saw the retweet. He retweeted what the person said. And it was basically, I'm paraphrasing what they said. It was, why are you being such a political activist? What do you know about what's going on? And blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, you know, I am tweeting things like I am a Harvard grad in political science. But yeah, it's because I'm a Harvard grad in political science. (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention a lot of these uh, white people who are uh, upset with the Black Lives Matter movement or, you know, you know, out there saying all lives matter and blah, 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 blah. Guaranteed they fucking rocked out to a whole bunch of Rage Against the Machine back in the day. And they probably have yeah, all dude. kinds of worn out CDs back in their, their CD, yeah. line, whenever their, their little holders. Yeah. And did you not know what they were talking about then? Right. Did you not did you know not what their music was about? Killing in the name of, which is yeah. totally related to what's going like, on like, right like, now. Like, come on. Come on. Also, the, I wanted to tell that gentleman, you know his band name is Rage Against the Machine, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, only, he's only been an activist forever. So, I <laughs> like, mean. Not just in the United States either. Yeah. Like, they, it's a world I, thing. For I, I know, I know. But, I mean, that, like, we all, a whole bunch of white dudes pump their fists to all their music. I'm like, I guess you didn't listen to one fucking word they were saying. <laughs> They didn't. <laughs> I've got the, so I got this big TV sitting here, like th- three feet from my face, and I've got this aquarium screensaver, and I'm just watching those fish swim around. And it's very, <laughs> very calming, and I feel like just sitting here and crying. 
Yeah. And I, I'm sad. I'm not sad for me. I'm sad for the world, man. This sucks. Mm. I mean, it's what, what got us here sucks. You know, what it, sucks is, is how much it's been a thing. And it takes a real strong movement like this for us to be like, wow, this really fucking sucks. And, you know, and like, even if you, even after, even after every time something happens, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. It's, 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 it, we, as, as white people, we said last time, we don't have to deal with this all the time. It's a constant thing for black people. And that's why they keep saying, they're like, I hope that you care about this whenever it's not a trending hashtag anymore. You know, yeah. stuff like that. That that keeps being putting out there. And I hope that we collectively do and continue to try to do something about it. I, I was pretty proud of that Marine that went up to the Utah State Capitol with a when he was white and he had a, a mask on that said Black Lives Matter. And he stood there in his dress uniforms in 103 degree heat all day to the point where his dress shoes melted into the sidewalk. Wow. And like, that's the kind of thing, you know, through all the stuff you guys are talking about, the end of the day, we as humans and especially white people, we can no longer be silent when this shit's going on. The end of the day, we can't let it happen. We have to be offended and and just take it for the atrocity it is and make sure that these people who still have this like thing about their privilege that they just they can't value human life like eric says and we we need to let them know that their behavior is unacceptable we can't just let it happen and that's and, that, at the end of the day that if, if you take anything from anything i ever say you take that to heart don't shut and, the fuck up tell people and more than anything teach your children to be better yes that's that's that is that is the real cure for this is the 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 thoughts of your children and the thoughts that you help them cultivate and if it's anything but we are equal as a people then you're doing it wrong if you say but anything after, after anything that comes after that is your truth it's not what you said before so if you have to say a but, you might probably ought to rethink it before you ever say it. Yep. But anyway, let's do let's 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 do this, Strathers. Let's do a Star War. Okay. Who didn't get what? Well, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, what a weird transition, but it's how we do the show, and so that is what's going to come next. But um, I guess do a reset. <laughs> nah, we're just going to blast straight into it. So, no, guys, no. without further ado, let's just let's just do this thing. Yeah, man. Who that got feels, what? It feels hollow as shit. <laughs> Wait, you know what I got this week? It's not Star Wars related, but it's related to this show. What? Today, in the mail, unbeknownst to me, had no idea I was going to get this. No pre-warning, no fair warning. 
But our Patreon supporter and friend of the show, Ryan Dassing, sent me a sixer of beer from his hometown of Baltimore. Much needed these days. With some cool-ass can art and some exciting shit I've never seen ever. And it's not Star Wars stuff, but you know what? That was pretty fucking cool of him to just send me some shit in the mail. So It is nice. He's going to be on tangents, and I'm going to wait to drink it till he's on the show. So if anyone else wants to send me beer, you will get to be on Target Tangents, and I'll open it in front of you. <laughs> That's and the entry it. fee. That's the entry fee. You DM me your address, or I'll DM you my address if you're going to do it. <laughs> if anybody wants well, to send you me beer, you get No, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, though. I, I, have, I have been dying. I, I've been pimping Megalopolis on the show forever. But they are letting me down on some of the stuff I pre-ordered that's supposedly in transit because I don't Uh-oh. know why the mail's taking so long. They're in Salt Lake, and I'm in North Salt Lake. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, go ahead, Strothers. Who got lost? Do, do, do. Yep. <laughs> I was saying if you want to send me some beer, too, I'm t- I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Don't um, put me yet. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. No, no, no. I'm a... Uh, fuck. God, dude, I'm just my... Uh, okay. should have stopped no no it's fine it's it, it, we're good so um i got uh, a huge dose of disappointment and but then i also got the lego star wars the force awakens game for my xbox and Ooh. haven't played it yet because of just stuff but yeah it's neat and i've played the game but on steam uh, with Henry. So yeah, hot damn, right? I didn't get any new action figures this week, which is not fair, but that's just kind of how life goes. But I did get that, so there we have it. That's a good game, man. I like that game. It's fun. I got I, I got a feeling the new one that's coming out, and it's coming October now. October twenty. That's gonna knock it all out of the water, but. Speaking of games, yeah. I heard they're going to make an announcement about a Star Wars game. Slow down. Place. Slow down. This is who All got right. what. Let's get right, past sir. that and get Set, to the settle down, child. Was news ex- I was excited about that. I got my uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, fourth anniversary Black Series uh, R2-D2 on Dagobah uh, figure in the mail the day after we recorded last week. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, I got to stop buying these things from Amazon, to be honest with you, because they always they always ding up the cards or the blister packs one way or another. But it wasn't enough for me to bitch about. So I just said, all right, it's still cool. And uh, it looks really good. I'm really happy with it. But I also got uh, the 40. It's not Star Wars. But I got the 45th anniversary uh, Jaws 4K Blu-ray in the mail today uh, that, that, that day, too. And it's pretty cool it's got a holographic front it's got a nice little booklet in it and i finally um own a blu-ray quality copy of jaws so i'm looking forward to watching that in 4k seeing how cool it looks there Man, you go fruit fruit is excited oh yeah he's like he's like you gotta let me know what's going down bro I'm like, don't worry buddy i'll let you know and uh i got some i think i might have some stuff coming next week i'm not sure but who got what do 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 well there you go man there you go. Well, let's go to this game the announcement that Dallas was talking about. Originally, it was supposed to be announced this week. The long-awaited Project Maverick of the awaited part is knowing what it's about. Uh, mm. Is it any... Um, 
coincidence, I guess, that we got Top Gun coming and got this game. And I think that everybody has pretty much figured that it's going to be possibly like flight simulator type of thing. But I guess they're going to announce it now officially on the 18th or something. I I was just looking to try to find that date and I can't remember. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be tomorrow. Right. Changed it. So, but yeah, there we go, man. New a game a coming. And what do you guys think it's going to be? What do you want it to be? Uh, I, if it's a flight simulator game, I probably won't buy it. Um, it was never my favorite thing. I always end up crashing into the ground when I play flight simulators. Um, but uh, I don't know. It could be fun. Uh, I never did. I, I never did very well in the. Was it the the first Battlefront or the second Battlefront that had a flying mode or both of them? I haven't played Battlefront One. You talking about the recent Battlefronts, not the yeah, classic yeah. Battlefronts. The the they current ba- Battlefront Two has a Starfighter yeah, segment. Battlefront One did too. Yeah, and I never did very good in it, and I'm sure this will be different. And you know, maybe maybe if it's all completely surrounded around flying, maybe it'll be cool. But it was just never my my bag. And if it, if there's and there is no if there's no story element tied to it, then I probably won't probably won't care too much. Like I'm when I when I buy games these days, it's like buying movies for me. Like I want the story experience i'm no longer a uh you know online only player and stuff like that like that's just not who i am anymore i'm much there more therefore the story experience same man i really enjoy the campaigns and uh i mean i love playing battlefront 2 and i'm having a good time doing it i kind of wish i would have been on board with it a way long time ago than now but um, it's still a lot of fun. And the amount of support that EA's given that game and the amount of people that are still playing it, I think, is pretty neat. Uh, the But like Jedi Fallen Order, fantastic experience. Long yeah. campaign with, you know, far-reaching implications as far as the importance of the story. And the, the gameplay is great. And the, um, like open worldness of it even though it's you know there's a timeline to follow it's phenomenal very well done and that's that's the kind of game that i'll happily spend my money on uh Mm -hmm. my little girl her birthday was uh just a few days ago and i got her a couple of games for xbox i looked you know like best best games for kids under 10 and uh one of the things i got for her was this game called the unicorn princess Dude, she loves that game. It's sort of like a um oh open world like RPG style game. It's you know, quest driven. It's very cute, very like calming. There's not, you know, a lot of punch there's no punching and whatnot. The opposite of Grand Theft Auto. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but dude, she she beat the game on her birthday because we let her, it's like, look at your birthday kid. Things have been completely screwed here lately. You haven't been able to leave the house in friggin' three months, do whatever you want. And she played that game for hours and hours and hours. But, uh, it, you know, that's the style of thing that draws people in is the story. The, that's the sort of thing that, that really 
I think is appealing about games in general. Because honestly, if it's all about playing online, once you got a good online game that there's still a lot of people playing, there's not a lot of reason to go after anything else. You got to have mm-hmm. something to sweeten the pot, you know? All right. I have three things that I wish it would be that I think would be a great idea. Three games, possibilities. Number one, kind of what you guys are talking about, story effect. Like, have you guys played Mass Effect? Oh, yeah. No. Like, a Star Wars version of Mass Effect. That's what I want. That's going to be... Uh, that's, but the problem is that's going to take years to develop. Years. Fair enough. But I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's going to be it, but I hope they do something like that in the future. Secondly... That's the dream game. For me, I think a dream game for me would be what my second suggestion is, is an open world game, but it's about a bounty hunter. Like, imagine like in Grand Theft Auto, you're always like a street dude and you like dropped into the situation and you like work your way up in like the world you're in. But like, it's more about, well, you don't have to do that, but you can do these other things. Something along those lines, but take kind of what you did with Fallen Order, but make it about bounty hunting and more open world, like more more handcuffs off. And and that might take years to develop also, but we don't really know what the time frame is on this game that they're going to announce, right? And also, Disney bought Lucasfilm in 15? Uh, no, they bought it. I thought they bought it early. They bought it earlier than that. That's when stuff started coming out was 15. Well, I was just going to say, like, my friends are game designers, you know, some friends I grew up with. And, you know, they've been part of projects that, like, just nobody knew about until about two years before they were going to do something because it just took so long to develop the software and engineering and engine, game engine, all that stuff. And I've kind of felt like the last few games, Battlefront, the the first person campaign i've felt like they've had something in the background like they've been developing for a long time so that a bounty hunting game with the popularity of the mandalorian behind it that that could be a strong possibility but it would be really dope if it was like an open world type setup and then i would say like lastly like eric was talking like an online game that's really replayable what about an mmo really good star wars and they've done them in the past but they could really do a good one and it wouldn't take and it's something they could continue to build on. And it would be really neat if you could access it from any console or any PC. Yeah. And I kept hearing that 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 they're 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 drifting towards that where that it's playable between consoles and PCs. Um, so maybe in the next generation we'll finally get there. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, and I've I've thought about other things. Like it'd be neat to have some kind of story from the imperial perspective of the old empire crumbling and them following, you know, Operation Cinder out to the Western Regents and Exegol and what they end up doing with the First Order. Like that perspective, not the hero's perspective. We kind of got that in the movies, but it'd be kind of cool to like you play like a cadet and you work your way up, and you know what I mean, or something like that. Yeah. Like the old TIE Fighter flight simulator games in the 90s. Like King Tom will know what I'm talking about. Where you like, you get get missions from the Emperor and you get tattoos on your arm as you complete them. It's dope. I I can tell you that if, I mean, because they had that game in development forever and they canceled it. And then 
and then Fallen Order came out. And that one that they canceled was, I forget what it was going to be called, but it was like, it was about a guy who was, a, was, a, was, a, was a, he was Alderanian and he was their survivor of the, the, the destruction of Alderan. That would be cool. Um, but if they, like my ultimate dream game is that they develop a game like Mass Effect where it, like, Fallen Order had aspects of it, mm. aspects of it, but it wasn't quite there. Like Mass Effect would allow you to go to all these different planets. It would allow you to level up your guy, and um, and it would allow you to um, develop relationships, and it would be based on your uh, decisions and your conversations would. Like Eric, have you ever played a game where you where it where like you um become good or evil or like a, a neutral character by developing based on your actions? Like 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 did you ever play Fable, the game Fable? No, but I'm familiar with the concepts that you're talking about. Well, it's yeah. like Kotor. I mean, Mass Effect came from Kotor, Knights of the Old yeah. Republic. So like it's stuff like that. Like it like that would be yeah. Kotor did a lot of that too, right? Yeah. So if they did something like that, that would be the dream game for me because I was a huge Mass Effect fan. Um, so, and <laughs> I doubt they would go as as sexy as Mass Effect did, but because <laughs> like Mass Effect, you could like you could like get it on with a uh, with aliens and such. But <laughs> I, I I doubt I doubt they would go that that crazy with Star Wars. But just something along that line would be really really cool. And that's what I would want. Um, uh, like I said, as as long as it has a compelling story, like Fallen Order, that was the biggest thing for me. It had a, a, a truly compelling story, and the fact that his master and, and all those all those flashback sequences in Fallen Order, you know, where he, he, you're you're living through the Jedi purge and all that stuff with his master and his master just decimating clones who had turned and everything else. Like that whole sequence was incredible. So if they can keep providing stories like that, I'm in. That's what I'm that's what I really want when it comes to Star Wars at all. So um I, I guess they 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 just decided that it's going to be a flight simulator because it's called Maverick. Is that really all it really is? is that I'm not sure if, if that's that the mean the, the thing. I just that's just what I hear being thrown. It's Project around. Maverick. Yeah, but well, you know, we've told you everything we know about it. But it will be cool to have some new Star Wars games. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that the Skywalker Saga Lego game because it's all new, it's all retooled, and uh, that'll be dope, man. So that'd make a really good birthday present for me. Just hintedy hint yeah. hint to my wife because she's a big fan of this show. Oh yeah, I keep I I she's a big fan of the show. I keep forgetting that you guys are October babies. She and, uh, she yeah. will never listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, my wife won't either. She's she said I, she said she said I tried to once. <laughs> Hint, hence on the once. <laughs> yeah, her and everybody else who's ever listened to the show. Uh, my wife, my wife has said there's four subjects that I want to talk about, and one of them Star Wars. So we're not talking. She then won't listen to it. Well, hell, she could uh, I, listen to the first 
half of every one of our shows then there you go um, <laughs> eric i, I want to say really really fast like you were talking about about your look your little girl just cranking through that game you got her my son like i've been saying a couple of weeks ago he, he's been becoming a, a quickly becoming a gaming expert and he uh the the, the newer the, the newer mario odyssey game on switch like we played it through together recently and he play, he started over again himself like two days ago and he's already beat it all by himself all the way through. Oh wow. And there's some tough elements. There's some tough elements to that game. I was like, you beat that game already? You're already fighting the final fight with Bowser? What the hell is all right, all right, game genie. Let's do this. <laughs> but uh uh that's a reference he'll never understand. We What's your old men reference with Game Genie? I'm like, well, you see, son, back in the day, you were this cartridge that you plugged another cartridge into and then shove it to your... <laughs> hmm. And then there yeah. was cheat codes galore, as far as the eye could see. Oh, it was amazing. But yeah. All right. So, okay. Well, the other thing we got to talk about here is, if anybody's still left listening to the show... Um, <laughs> It's if if we knew, I know it's only going to be one person. So if we knew who it was, I would call you by name. But it's really a crapshoot. So uh, <laughs> we had the as episode six of correct is that right of Disney yes. Gallery Star Wars The Mandalorian, and it was called uh, the process, or maybe yeah. just process. And they talk, just process. They talk about the the process of making the show. And it's really pretty cool. We, we talked about this in our uh, production meeting before the show that they had covered some of this stuff, but this was really all about the actual process of, of storyboard to me, me watching it on my couch. And, you know, one of the most eye-opening things about it is that they do uh, a previs on every Basically, they have already done the whole episode with computer graphics and then go through and shoot it in real life to match what they've done with computer graphics so that they are basically uh, figuring it out all at the front. And that's really cool, man, because it makes it makes for like they really have their homework done. It really allows them to get in and get it done for a certain amount of money. And uh, it blew me away. There was a couple things I was surprised about seeing that. Uh, but the fact that they, that it's the whole deal and all the choreography is done that way, I, I just think that's exceptionally rad. And that's one of the things that helps m- make it such a good show, why they're able to to have the visuals be so good and keep it in the budget, the budget that it's in. Yeah. What do you think, Dallas? Any thoughts about the episode? I was surprised at how much shorter it was than the other ones. And uh, I did like watching that animate, you know, the animation part. And then... Um, the animatics. You, yeah, the animatics. And then when they were talking about previs, did you keep, like, saying previs in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> that's where he got it from. So I'm I mean, sure that's where he did. But it, it I, absolutely is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Deborah Chow part, part where she was describing, you know, her episode or chapter three filming. 
and how they were running out of ammunition because they were lighting off so many blanks <laughs> and effects. Yeah, that was cool. That was pretty cool. That was probably the highlight for me. But she sets oh, like several thousand, which is crazy. Oh yeah, but think about it. Like I, it was kind of neat seeing how they place the mandos on the jetpacks on the wires and mm-hmm. like you know that's how they film that stuff but that was such an amazing moment when that chapter was released i mean it was hands down everybody's favorite right mm-hmm. at the time and uh it was just neat to see like how well thought out like she they basically like used that game engine made the whole episode and then they just have to line up the cameras where they're gonna shoot it and it makes you wonder wow, they're going to get really good at this and we might get even more content because it's going to be easier for them to film and plan out and keep the cost down. You would think as they develop this technology more. So it's going to be interesting. It's it's nice to know that it's different than what we thought going into these like little making of series, right? But it's, it's, it's cool to see how much innovation is still going on. You know, and Star Wars was about innovation in addition to the story and filmmaking, you know, when it first came out. So it's it's just amazing to see George's legacy is still carrying through all this, even though he's not involved. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we mentioned, I feel like this was, they're like, okay, we need eight episodes. Let's cut this out of the previous yeah. episode and then make us a shorter episode because that one's already 30 minutes long. So we can have a 45 minute one in the middle. So, but it's okay because some of the things that I found interesting about it is this continued uh, game engine technology they're using that Dallas was just mentioning for a second. And the fact that they're able to, I heard Favreau say, code their cameras to film in a virtual environment like they it's it's fascinating to me obviously i don't even i don't begin to understand it but they they are able to use their cameras to zoom around the entire digital landscape and uh um bryce dallas howard was talking about how they do all the previs because of the volume uh, that that they have to do. That's like the, the fact that the reason why they did all of every episode thoroughly with previs was so they could very clearly map it in the volume and stuff like that. And because a lot of the stuff they end up shooting, there was no, there was there was there was some some you know some effects going on, but you know, the Mandalorian wasn't digital and everything else like, it, you know, so seeing that in the motion cat, like the whole, the whole robot fight scene where they had, where they showed us the, they showed us the, the animatics, they showed us the previs, they showed us the dudes in the mocap suits originally mapping it out. And then they showed us the final thing. And, and then, uh, I Rick, what's his last name? I'm always going to mess it up. Rick Famu. Famu. Yiwa. 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 Famu Yiwa. Yiwa. Famu Yiwa. Famu Yiwa. Rick Famu Yiwa. <laughs> and it was interesting hearing Rick Famu I can't Famu Yiwa. I give up. I fucking give up. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, it was interesting hearing him talk about coming from independent filmmaking and to be able to get all this freedom from 
seeing all angles and stuff like that. Like that's really cool to me. You know, when they talk, we talk about the process, that's what I imagine the technology, the artistry, all of that. And we were talking about in the pregame, how it would be cool just to see an entire episode in the, in the animatics. That would be cool just to see it all the way through. And all their, all the voices they, they, they put in just so there was voices to, to match it to and stuff like that. Like that's, that's all funny to me. And, uh, I don't know who the voice was for uh, the Mando when they were doing that, but he was give, he was given a very uh, uh, John John Wayne vibes. <laughs> what he was saying, we take him in alive. And yeah, you know, just, yeah. It was just it was just funny, but uh, uh, yeah, it was really cool. I I wonder how I wonder what the next episode's got to be. You got to think the music is coming, right? You think right? It's got to be happening. I would think so. I, I I would find it a very intriguing aspect of the show. So, and I think that uh, hearing from the composer would be even more cool than hearing the music. So, yeah, yeah. let's. I I would assume. Yeah. So yeah, another good an, an, another good up inside of a uh, uh, John Favreau's basement with the whole cast and crew, <laughs> and. Uh, I look forward to the next one on Friday. You know, I tweeted out as a joke that uh, my prediction was that in the final episode of Disney Gallery, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, that we would find out that that director's roundtable was in the volume the whole time and mm-hmm. that John Favreau has never existed in real life. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yep, magic. He, he is the volume. Yeah. The volume is John. John is the volume. Yep. It's going to be just like Tron. Mm-hmm. Not the second Tron. The first <laughs> Tron. Are you not a fan of the of the newer one? Oh, you? no. It was just as boring as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, we have a neat idea for a story and some really cool visuals. But the story itself... Not that exciting. (laughs) You know what we should do? We should make the movie and then rave about it, about what a breakthrough it was for a super long time. And then once technology is better, we should make another one where the visuals are even better. But we need to get a hotter chick in this one. I can't stress that enough. And then, yeah, we should be good to go. When 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 I was a dumb little kid, I always thought that that for some reason... Uh, the running man and Tron were somehow connected. <laughs> oh, they're brothers. <laughs> You're waiting uh, for Domino to drive onto the game bo- grid in his freaking like <laughs> light bright costume. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just I fucking watched that movie way too much as a little kid. <laughs> Dude, Dude, I watched all them Schwarzenegger movies. I can't believe my Mormon parents let me watch rated R Schwarzenegger movies. I'm just, you know, I'm just carrying on, man. I did like Tron. I will say, though, that Tron is not one of those nail-biter, on-the-edge-of-your-seat movies that, yeah. you know, it's like it has tons of rewatchability, for me, at least. Uh, the video game was kind of neat, but I was certainly terrible at the uh, like the light bike level. 
once it got going really fast because every yeah. every Tron stand up arcade game you'd find the joystick has been like really beat up because people would try to change directions so hard because it was so breakneck that it just it was never very good. But oh man, the 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 troubles and woes of trying to play a, a smashed up arcade game before you realize it was smashed up when you started. You're like, oh no, joystick's too loose. <laughs> Button's not clicking right, dude. Oh god, <laughs> you are too young to remember this cruiser. But Dallas, I know you'll know what I'm talking about. So the game Centipede, oh and, yeah, and games like it, where you had this trackball, which was really pretty revolutionary because you could move, you know, across two axes at once with it, yeah, really fast and really well. And you'd see people who are great at it, but you'd get it to where like the the housing that went around it was, mm. I, I don't know if it was like, I never saw one that was missing, but you'd get that rando one where like your skin would get caught in between the edge of the oh, track yeah. ball and the yeah. thing. And it, it was the worst, man. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm it was not good. I am aware of the track ball, sir. Yeah. Yeah. That, he played golden tea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in in the in the in the country club bar with my grandfather, I wasn't supposed to be in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the corner drinking Shirley Temple's, playing some golden tea. Yeah, <laughs> in I a smoke see, filled the, country club. That's the most <laughs> Indiana thing I've ever heard from you, bro. <laughs> Dude, nah, that's a sad story too. I don't want to tell it. Um, I went to a lot of bars when I was a little kid. <laughs> I went to a lot. My great grandma gave us beer when we were five in her house (laughs) that she made. Well, that took a dark turn. Uh, (laughs) She was German, man. Yeah, I didn't. Normal for them. My parents didn't take me to bars, but I've been in plenty of bars where there are kids that shouldn't have been there in there. Uh, Uh, um, Eating bar popcorn, (laughs) dude. One of the best memories I have. I was in this band called ransom where the s was a dollar sign that's how you knew we were legit and we were playing this wedding reception mind you this is back in like 95 96 somewhere around that era and these people wanted us to play their wedding so bad that they got married during the week because we played every weekend and uh so we're playing this wedding reception and in typical wedding reception fashion nobody cares about the band nobody's dancing it's everybody's over by the bar drinking and it's just a bunch of kids up in front of the stage that's every wedding gig ever just fyi Hmm. and this kid in a little tux runs up to us and we ask him if he's having fun and he's like yeah man my mom married my dad today he took off and i was like (laughs) that is yep nailed it but it was hey, uh, oh, it was, yes. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you finish your story. No, no. But it was, it was cute. It was it, it was happy and weird and cute all at the same time. Um, I wanted to say really quick one last Star Wars related thing before we move on to whatever else we're going to do. Um, I'm starting to get nervous that celebration is not going to get canceled. There's yeah. been been no word at all <laughs> and we're starting to get pretty close to it and uh all the other conventions are, are canceled and uh 
let me ask you guys this just really fast because we everybody's talked about a million times. But do you think if they go ahead with it in California, we just just saw a tweet in our chat that as early as June twelfth, they're going to start allowing twenty five percent capacity in movie theaters. Uh, do you think that if they don't cancel it, are they going to offer a chance? To get your money back, or 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 if it or or if it goes, are we just fucked? Just curious. Well, here's the thing. Typically, I would say you know they're gonna if they have it, if they go ahead and have it, they'll do the same thing that they did before, where you've got the ticket sale site that's you you, sanctioned by them to protect the consumer and the seller. Mm -hmm. You know. So you'll have a methodology of unloading your pass, but will anybody want anybody, it? But, 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 so I'm saying, like, how many passes are going to be on that site? Thousands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm nervous because you know, like, things are looking a lot better in the country, but you you never know, and. Uh, well, I'll tell you my personal thought on this whole deal right here. Opening up theaters to 25% capacity is substantially different than having a convention center crammed with 65 or 70,000 people jammed in it all at one time. That's a it, there's a big gap between that. And me, listen, I am not a doctor. I don't even pretend to play one on TV, but I don't think it's a good idea to to do it. Uh, you know, look at Florida; they're already having their their what they refer to as the R value. Like, how fast is this spreading? Under one means the cases are going down. Above one means that the the cases are going up. You know, they're like mm. a one point zero seven right now, <laughs> and that's. That's happening where places are open. Now, here's the deal. Do I think we can be... Th- this is not about whether or not I think we can handle staying closed. I don't I don't think the nation can just from a financial standpoint. But having uh, this many people crammed in this convention center side by side, I just don't think it's reasonable. And then expecting the people who have already bought passes to this in a time so far ahead where the world was completely different... For the for the read pop, the people who run the convention convention, I think it's a tough spot for them to be putting the 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 buyer in to be like, look, we're having it. I'm sorry you bought this when life was good and we all lived in the land of milk and honey, but uh, my thing is, I was just talking to our buddy Steele about this, and it's like. Do you think the the stars will want to come? No. I would say no. And then you think about the vendors, because that was my thing. The vendors are sitting on a line where, like, they've probably been getting their asses handed to them lately, because you know things have been closed and they haven't been been able to do the kind of sales they do. But let's say they go ahead and go to celebration, and they pay their booth rental and all that stuff, and people the number of people there is diminished substantially and the amount of money the people have to spend is diminished because a whole bunch of people haven't been working. 
I just don't see it as a good move for anybody. However, I can tell you this. Uh, my buddy Angus, who plays with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, he was telling me that he was talking to a guy, and the, basically the gist of it is with with concerts. So he was on, he was playing guitar for a handful of shows for a big arena show with with a a vocalist, and they got canceled because this was right when everything started going to shit. And this guy told him, he says, "Oh, dude, if they've." If they had already sold tickets to the show, they're having that thing because they can't afford to give the money back. So one way or another, he goes, rescheduled or not, they're going to have it. It will never go to officially canceled. It will be rescheduled. And they'll use that as the loophole to figure out how to get out of handing back the money. You know what I mean? Or you know what I'm saying? Or, or it could it be just like this collective like agreement, like, hey, look, we understand that uh, you don't want to come back, but there's we have so much money tied into this financially, like we're about to give you like fifty or like seventy five percent of your refund or something like that, like something so the company itself could stay afloat because of all of this. Because I mean, how many how many other read pop events have been canceled? Lots. Like, this this is going to be a huge lost year for for read pop. Like to the point where like it's wondering if they could survive it. Um, I wouldn't hate it if they didn't survive it. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I don't know. And then you got to think of all the all of the. Um, Airbnb situations and how that's looking. So I don't know. We talk about it a lot and who knows what the hell is going to happen, but I just hope that we can find out soon because I've not bought a plane ticket and I don't even know if I want to go on a fucking plane this year. Yeah, that's, that is concerning, man, because I haven't bought a plane ticket mm-hmm. and you know, it's like now I'm playing chicken Mm-hmm. With the date, thinking because the longer you wait, the more expensive it's going to be to fly there. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't even know where our Airbnb reservations stand at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, we 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 probably should reach out to Brittany about that. <laughs> <laughs> but so, if anybody's got any inside information on that, it would be great. I do. Here's the deal: I do think that they need to make an announcement one direction or another. Yeah, because. It, it it's obviously a huge a huge thing everybody's wondering about it, it yeah. it's they need to have a solid announcement yay or nay hey we're doing this because this isn't the sort of thing that you can pull out of your hat if you decide the week before to not do it how are you how are you going to what you can't do that well not well not to mention uh, I believe our friends from Australia told us that their country is not going to let them fly here. Like, no, like, are you, are you going to offer them a way out? Like at least the, they're going to lose the, their ass no matter what is at the end at of the least day. The international people. Like, I don't know, man, it's uh it's tough. I, 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 I don't, what, don't think that as many people will attend if they do it in August. No, no, there's no way I can't imagine. But then again, I also wouldn't imagine that people would flock to massive events like 
So like Vegas, as you see, you see that video where they said Vegas is back open. It's oh, just chock shit. chock full of people. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, and none of them are wearing masks because it's not cool to wear a mask in your fancy casino clothes, I guess. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, there, there's, there's a whole lot of people. There's even more people now saying, which is surprising. There are even more people now saying that it was fake than when it was ha- when it when, when it was in full effect. You know, after hundred uh, over a hundred thousand people have died, like, oh, this is such a farce. I'm like, really? One hell of a farce. Yeah, that's a that's a tough thing right there because you've got. Here's the deal: when it comes to something like this, when you get done. If it seems like you made a too too big of a deal about it, that means you did it right. Mm-hmm. That means it worked. That means what you were trying to do. It's like okay, we had all these deaths in uh, that none of this matters. We've said it a million times. We've had all these deaths in the face of everything being on lockdown. Mm-hmm. What would it have been like if it we hadn't? You can only assume just out of basic math that it would have been worse. But if people think it was all overblown, I mean, what are you going to do? I will say this, though, man. I think that from a liability standpoint, they're playing with fire, doing something like that. But I mean, because you're not talking about, you're not talking about the casino. You're talking about a buttload of people just shoulder to shoulder, chest mm-hmm. to chest, walking around. That's <laughs> just liability alone. I think they would be like, no. <laughs> not to mention, not to mention it's a bad year to have a convention for Star Wars anyways. There's just like, what the fuck are they going to have there? Yeah. Man- Mandalorian. And then, <laughs> yeah. and they gave up all the good details like two months yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just pretty, sh- they, pretty they sure the Taika Waititi movie announcement should have been done at Celebration. Just saying, but even that, while a big deal, it's it's that's that's not a Celebration headliner. It's not. It's just not. I don't know. Anyways, I'm sorry for bringing that old topic back up, but I've just it's been thinking right. about it lately. Yeah, I've been thinking about it too, man. Um, okay, so you know what we should do? We're going to continue on with our Rebels rewatch here, and uh, we are going to set this thing up. We will be watching season one, episode four mm. of Star so, Wars Rebels right. on Disney+. Plus. We are going to set this thing up, and you are going to watch it with us. So we'll be right back in just a second. Bad motivators! So, you guys know the spiel by now. We're, like I said, we are watching Season 1, Episode 4 of Star Wars Rebels Fighter Flight. You see what they did there? Anyway, mm-hmm. what I want you to do is I want you to hit play, let it go forward a little bit, and then back it on up and hit pause. And then when I count us in, you hit play, and we're going to go on go. So here we go. One, two, three, go. There's Earth-ish. <laughs> Earth-ish. That sounds, that's, that's a good name for a planet. Come on, Ezra. For once, do something right. 
Does it get Wheaties in that bowl? I like how Chopper's just kind of silently talking yes. shit. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wow, I lifted it up for you, bitch. Burn, Chopper. Chopper. <laughs> Come back here, you rolling junk pile. Dude, Sit in your Wheaties. This is watching Stella and Henry. Oh, hey, Sabine. Mm-hmm. I see you're uh, painting. Not this part. Well, no, no, thank God. I'd like you have to spray aerosols in a closed ship. Like that's not really cool, you know. Yeah, I think that would be dangerous. <laughs> like, 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 how good is the filtration system on that ship? You <laughs> die. Yes. Now, now, piss off the angry purple uncle. I'm crushing you both. That's fair, I think. That's Zeb. We all had that uncle who would just beat you up, right? <laughs> How could it? Now, just me? Okay. You know, Zeb, in some places. Nah, I had the uncle. My dad's brother, who told me that he always thought my mom was good looking. And I'm like, don't ever talk to me again. But will you go buy me beer since I'm not 21? <laughs> yeah. That's a two-edged sword there. Yeah. I had the uncle that would, that would, that would, that would buy me beer and Playboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ezra made bunk beds for so many activities. <laughs> This seems very irresponsible. Yeah. Also, if we're honest, terrifying. This big purple monster is leaping from the top rump like a feral beast. <laughs> now, see, this is where, if that was... Here's what would really be happening right here. They'd be landing on this planet and saying, Hey, Zeb, you want to go for a walk? And they would take him out there in the country and then throw a stick for him to catch and then take off running. Yeah. Either that I or they would put him down. I was going to say, I, I was thinking you were going to go old, old yellow route with this one. Well, that was the other choice. We, we've often seen you foaming at the mouth. And um, you got space babies. We just know it. Clear. All right, Mom. How do you expect them to find me? Oh yeah. If she's mom, then I guess Kanan's like the the new stepdad. <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> he's got like, like you know strict. Your mom's standards. special friend. Yeah, he's got like strict standards on your behavior that don't seem in line with anything you've ever been taught, Mr. <laughs> or anything that he's ever seen him do. Like my buddy's stepdad growing up. He was always like, don't eat in the car, you fools. Don't eat in my car. And yet, you could just eat pretty much anywhere in the house, and the house was trash 24-7. But that car, don't eat in that car. And it was like a 78 Pontiac Catalina, which was like a land yacht. Can we talk about this old man mullet going on, this dude? Like, that dude's hairstyle is, is I'm seeing it pop up a lot in uh, uh, today's culture for some reason. Dude, they're... It's like they're not quite uh, uh, brave enough to go for the full, the full party and party in the back business in the front. Look like from the eighties, early nineties. It's kind of. I got everything but the Malu runs. Any luck? No. 
and I don't think Hera meant for us. Well, I was just gonna say along those lines, it's like uh, McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused, only like 20 years older. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Saying you saved my life. Yeah, well, well. Hello. I'm sorry. Man, he is all about abusing children. Yeah. To be fair, Ezra is a really annoying child. I mean, I, mean, I would never condone child abuse, but he's like 15. <laughs> as a parent of a 15-year-old, 14-year-old, I can see some death sometimes. <laughs> like some abuse. But at the same time, like Zeb is like, I don't fucking care. I'm an alien. I'll tear his arms off. Well, he did abandon him on the enemy ship, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to dump him off anyway, so. And didn't leave it with any friskies. Maybe. Yeah. Cat eat, cat food eat, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> or that, or that star, or, or that star shaped kibble, or fish shaped kibble. Yes, exactly, friskies. <laughs> I'm sure Catherine Neen is correcting us because she's the cat expert. You will, you will float the fruit to me. You <laughs> go. I keep wondering what they need with that fruit. Well, they gotta eat. True, but I mean, like, you feel like stormtroopers get, like, prison food. Mom's making her special cake, bro. <laughs> well, no, no, not the not the rebels. What do the Imperials need with the Melurons? Oh, They're probably okay. taking them to some, you know, Minister Tua's bachelorette party or something. Oh, true, true. This would be the higher-ups need that kind of more exotic shit. I'll just put this back. That fruit uh, looks like like if if pink lemonade was a fruit. <laughs> True, right? Raspberry lemonade fruit. Stop them! Oh shit! Mixed with guava. Now they lost everything. They lost yeah, all their other supplies too. At least we're even. Even. He's starting to think this fruit gets you high because they're really <laughs> excited about this fruit. <laughs> well, plainly, we're gonna have to waste some fools. Yeah. Cause that's you know that's how important fruit is. <laughs> Can you fly, you sucker? Can you fly? <laughs> I've honestly never considered killing somebody over fruit, except one time at the pumpkin patch. Somebody tried to pick up the big ass pumpkin I had picked, and we had it setting down while we were waiting for the wagons to show up to take you uh -huh. back. And somebody mm -hmm. was starting to reach for it. I was going to kill somebody over it then. <laughs> like, did you, did you look at him and say, are you trying to die today? Or Oh, I was real nice and said, I'm sure you didn't realize that was mine. But what I really wanted to say was, let me get this TIE fighter and point it at your face. <laughs> right? It's like pointing a 50 cal machine gun at somebody point blank. Don't pay attention to my feet. Yes, they're awkward. Very. <laughs> I think he'd be more like... concerned about him dragging the junk, his junk across the windshield. <laughs> my, favorite like thing a... about, my favorite thing about, about, about TIE fighters is anybody who doesn't fly them is always like surprised at how like <laughs> touchy the controls. Like, whoa, shit. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> um... 
I wondered if somebody in this universe has has taken Zeb's race and made it out of a irrep, you know, made it, you know, cooked them in a way and said it was chicken, irreputably, <laughs> kind of like Chap Con- Champ Kind and Anchorman Two. It's chicken of the cave. <laughs> There's That's Eric's the favorite weapon in Star Wars: slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Sorry, yeah, Eric. slingshot. Oh, yeah, it's all right. It style. is pretty great. It seems to do little to nothing, but it is pretty cool. But I guess that is like most slingshots in general, unless you're really good at hitting somebody right in the eye with it. <laughs> How can he fly that thing? Oh shit! Did did did, did, I, did either one of you had that really that really cool slingshot back in the day that would like go around your elbow and shit? No. I yeah, know you're man. talking about they had the forearm brace on it. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. you got those like steel, yes. like projectiles that would totally murder somebody if you yeah, shot it at them. It's like it's like it's like a borderline gun. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, man. I'm pretty I mean, that, that'd, that'd be, that'd be worse than a BB gun with those big ass marble. Oh, yeah. Why does all this fruit look like it grew on a cactus in this town? The cockpit of that thing is very big. Yeah. Much, much, much bigger than expected, huh? (laughs) Right? Oh, shit. I can't believe TIE Fighters don't have windshield wipers. (laughs) Well, yeah, you you know, don't they get, like, space whale Uh refuse on them? Uh-huh. No entry. You do realize this isn't your room. I was inspired. Or just, you know, simple things of going into atmosphere on a wet planet or something. Might need to deflect that water. Well, yeah. Uh, and isn't it pretty known that TIE Fighters don't have deflector shields? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go clean the window? You need to turn. Man, they're like flying when you have like, you don't want to defrost your windshield in the winter. And you're like rolling down the side window, trying to look out of it and shit. Rolling oh, up the my 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 Honda Civics here okay. broke. Hey, I, I, sorry, I don't want to railroad your conversation here. They couldn't see the thing, and Ezra's like, "You need to turn," and yanks the yoke, and it <laughs> it turns right. But then they show him in the cockpit, and there's plainly no view out the back. So how did Zeb even know that Ezra did something good as opposed to just being some wackadoo kid? Like, give me the wheel, I'll drive. How did you, you can know? see, bro. Yeah, how did you know? On a wild The force? Uh, right on cue. Go ahead, Spectre. No, I was saying really quick that my heater broke in my Honda Civic when I was a kid, and it was a really you might. bad winter. And uh, uh, the defrost... On the wouldn't, wouldn't work, and we'd drive it everywhere, and we would like have to like while driving scrape it off. Oh, it sounds like that's no. Oh, good. the, the way, dumb, the dumb things kids do. Right. Kanan just said it's so much nicer around here with the kids gone. So he is dad. Yeah. But he's my said, but he's like the the dad. He's, he's like the the, the the like the like dude from the neighborhood that's coming around when you're got there. The kids are gone. I see what's up. He's the guy that's buying Mike's hard ice lemonade or whatever. Drinking it on your front couch. You're like, who's this guy? (laughs) So like, who's got the, who's got the Zimas? (laughs) I bet you drink clear Pepsi too. (laughs) 
They reissued that. I gave it to my kids. Their minds were blown. (laughs) Crystal Pepsi, remember that shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did I can't remember? Did did it taste like Sprite, essentially? No. Tasted like Pepsi. Tasted like a different kind of Pepsi. So was it just Pepsi without without the brown food coloring? Is that basically yeah? (laughs) Basically, and my grandma, you might as well have inserted it into her veins. (laughs) She loved that shit. Well, it gave people the notion that because it was clear, it was less bad for you. (laughs) Yeah, like less artificial colors. So it's right. We're good, right? That dude, that, that dude, that dude doesn't realize how, how close he came to being Uncle Owen. Right, I was just gonna say, were they practicing for the um, for the Lars residence there? Looks like smoke. Yeah, only smoke. Let's investigate with our Tie Fighter. Go check it out, please. Well, when did so, they clean it off? I'm saying, I'm guessing, they, I'm guessing they pulled over and. I guess I don't know. They Maybe found a homeless you, dude with a rag and some Windex. <laughs> <laughs> on a speeder going by <laughs> with a shopping cart and some <laughs> these like, loose cat. compartments will keep you in place they, this troop transport right on... that's meant for transporting troops that we like will lock you down <laughs> it's like so shameful like you don't even belong inside the transport you're right on the outside bitch <laughs> right we're on the outside of my car, like 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 Mitt Romney's dog. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Both wind up dead. Besides that, there goes nothing. Besides that, my my eyes. Besides look like that, all, look, look like olives. He just meant that only you will wind up dead, Zeb. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind us. This. Random TIE fighter. This is Imperial Commander. Yeah, we're here to guard your patrol, uh, sort of. How do they always know for sure that he isn't still holding the transmit <laughs> button down when he says, Mei Lou Run, are you serious? Just get me in He could have still been pressing it. <laughs> Maybe it's all, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm just curious. I've always been curious what that knee brace is for. On his, like, what kind of gadgetry is that? Looks like it's got a CO2 cartridge on it. I don't know. Is this for a sweet paint paintball competitions during the weekend? <laughs> I thought that when he got out there on that wing, it was going to be like Footloose. Totally different tie. I sent it to you. Calm down with your Footloose references. <laughs> I always forget that you had your your uh, your your summer of Footloose. Or no, that was Dirty the... Dancing. My bad. He's what? What? The connection just got really bad. Don't think he's taking. Man, I'm so glad they know about cell service being spotty in the in this galaxy. <laughs> we have space travel. Cannot get a clear signal though. Yeah, the hollow net where it shows a 3D image of the dude in don't mind any me, context. Just, don't mind me, just just sleeping, standing up. <laughs> God, nope. On this dusty ass planet, don't worry about it. You'll never reach it. It's too dangerous. I could I could jump up there to you probably. Do this. You'll never make it. Uh, have you? Anytime he uses a force, I'm always like, okay, neat. 
would get the hang of it. Tuck and roll. <laughs> Tuck and roll, Grandma. Man, I, I love that commercial. You have to jump. jump and that was that PlayStation 2 commercial, I believe. So you'd rather stay prisoners? Man, Commander List, man, he has a long run on this show. <laughs> Out, Just bitch. stay behind, Ezra. Just stay right there. Nothing could possibly go wrong now. <laughs> Sir, the prisoners are escaping. <laughs> fire. Well. Whoa. Whoa. You gotta lead the Tie Fighter. No Come on now. Working on it. If only I had a lightsaber. I think after this, I'm gonna need to make one. Yeah. Well, hello, sir. Ah, fruit, yes. Now, see, when that happened, I was hoping he'd shoot one of those out of his slingshot. One of the fruits. Man, his <laughs> his his arm slingshot is about as about as useful as Jubilee's firework powers in X Men. Yeah. From the like watching the, 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 old, the old 90s cartoon of Jubilee X Men. Yeah. She, she's fighting against the Sentinel. She's like, Fireworks, Sentinel. He's like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening. Right a sparkler here. in his face. Yeah. Okay, maybe a little. Look out for his finger. They shoot sparkles. Right in the beans. There's got to be something useful in here. A wrench? A wrench. A wrench, of course. I'm sure a, a wrench that, that doesn't fit snugly into that container will plug it up. Yep. It's the old banana in the tailpipe. Oh, shit. Well, I would think Two something that one. powerful would just blast the wrench right out like another projectile. You would think. I would think about anything more powerful than a BB gun would do that, Eric. <laughs> Maybe, maybe there was some type of seal on it. Maybe. Maybe. Don't mind me just steering with my weird feet. Uh, how are you flying? Oh, yeah. So creepy. By my toes. Yeesh. Hey, I got an idea. Just stand there. <laughs> You weren't just Lesky. prisoners. Well, now that we're off that, he's got. Now that we're safe off that transport, they'll never come looking for us now. Nope. That lady's wearing her mask well, wrong. This is a nice one. And besides, maybe I can get Sabine to paint it for me. <laughs> Thanks. So he gave a sad puppy head face right there. Think what? You don't like my helmet? And he's like. There was a head in this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like ate the rest of it while brains. I was trying to catch you. They should have been here by now. Do you think they sent him out for that stuff so they'd have some alone time? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Like, ha have have they ever banged it out? Like, I'm serious. I think that's ever happened. Oh, they of had course a kid. they have. One fresh. Oh yeah, that's true. They did. They did have a kid. They had a kid, bro. But I meant like in these early stages. Yes. About the fruit. And, and I'll tell you why. Yes, how I know. Been banging. 
Well, I have, I have evidence. I remember telling Johnny Grasso this. That's what I like to hear. It was the episode where he goes to meet Cham, Sindula, mm-hmm. and he's all nervous about meeting her dad. Uh-huh. And I said, you don't get nervous about meeting some chick's dad unless you're doing stuff to her stuff. You said that on this show. <laughs> Did I say it on this show, too? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Probably when we reviewed that episode. <laughs> you don't get nervous unless you're doing stuff to her stuff. Yeah, it's fun stuff, though. This was all your fault. Come back, you metal menace. Metal menace, new band name called it. <laughs> May. Maybe just menace. <laughs> it's his fault. At least they got rid of the tie. <sighs> Did they magically get all their supplies? Or just the fruit? Hey, they got that one piece of fruit. The one made all those wrong. shenanigans. Wonder if it's like the egg on for the uh, Jawas, the Suka egg. She, she, you think you think she chops off the top and drifts it over her face? Just like, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, now see, there's an element to that episode where you think, man, this is kind of a toss away. But then that Tie Fighter comes in handy later. Sure does. Yep. Yeah. We'll we'll have to we'll have to talk about that Tie Fighter later. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it does come up. I know, but it's just weird the, the circumstance that it it is and, they, and the way they use it I'm like but you already painted it <laughs> yeah that yeah. episode flew by yeah man yeah it did i mean it, it, for if for it not having a whole lot of story you know other than that that moment there i mean at least we were entertained it's, you know, it went by fast it's good and lighthearted you know sometimes that's just what the doctor ordered yeah i think like this first season they did a good job of balancing out the Serious episodes and the lighthearted ones. Yeah, this first season was really tight. I liked it. I liked how they did it. But uh, there's some really good ones coming up, man. Really good mm-hmm. ones. But well, guys, I hope you're enjoying the Rebels rewatch with us. I have enjoyed revisiting the show for sure. So, um, yeah, we'd love to know what you think. So, tweet at us, man. Let us know. Yeah, and. uh well, guys, have we got anything else intelligent or non-intelligent to say? Mm, no. Perfect. Nailed yep. it. Well, listen, here's something that I want to say before we close up. Um, I want to tell the listeners, any of you that are still listening, that is, We really appreciate everybody listening and we really appreciate everybody, you know, being cool with the views that we express. And we certainly don't expect everybody to agree with us, man. But, you know, this is, we just appreciate it, is all I want to say. It, anyhow, yep, there it is. So I guess in the meanwhile, we haven't really been very active on social media just because the stuff that, I mean, it just doesn't seem, it's kind of all like who cares right now compared to what's going on. So if we're not as active about the show, that's, you know, that's why. 
And um, we do have some pretty dope merch. Definitely check it out. I have not received my mask from T Public yet. Still. I got the notification myself. I'm not got it either. So, Did you order one in April? Uh, yeah, well, I can't remember when I ordered them. It's when they said they're back like, in stock. And then the next time I go to the, May, the next time I go to their website, they're like, "We got masks. You want masks?" It's like I'm waiting on masks. Did you get a notification they'd shipped, Eric? Um, I got. I a, did. I got a notification that they had. Sh- hang, I'd have to look. Regardless, people don't want to hear about this. But anyway, I did get my mask from Redbubble. I'm pretty pleased with them. Of course, apparently we don't need to wear them anymore because nobody wants to. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, check those out, and eventually, you know, we'll start tweeting about tweeting from the show account a little bit more but uh you can follow the show on twitter at bad underscore motivators you can follow me on twitter at eric strothers and luke at luke cruiser and alice at tarkin tangents sweet man well hey i hope they cancel star wars celebration and i think taylor swift is <laughs> awesome and until next week we are out of here. Goodbye. Later. The bad motivators.